The title of my message today is Prison Mentality. And I want to talk to you guys about the story of the prison in the Bible and how it should shape your mentality. We should all fall into the biblical prison mentality. I'm going to be reading to you out of some scriptures here. Just going to be reading for a little bit and we'll get right to the sermon. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that shook the foundations of the prison. They were arrested for merely doing their job. They found themselves in prison. They were wrongfully put in prison, and they were, I would say, probably treated pretty abusively at this time. So up until this point, they had every opportunity to, to fail and to falter, but I'm going to start that over so you hear that again because it's important. They were singing and praying and singing hymns to God. The other prisoners were listening to him. Then there was a violent earthquake that shook the foundations of the prison. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word out of the Lord into him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then he immediately and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his entire household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, Release these men! The jailer told Paul, The magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and they threw us into prison, and now they want to get rid of us quietly. No, let them come out themselves and escort us. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with brothers and sisters, encouraged them, and then they left. That is the story of Paul and Silas in prison, and this is the story that you should get your prison mentality from. But what am I talking about when I say prison mentality? What are the things that I want you to digest from this? We've always talked about the, the story and how much their faith moves mountains and what they can do just by praising God, and I think we need to apply that to our everyday life in a way that we make it a mantra that we live by. And the first one of those would be to understand that the quality of your situation should not affect the quantity of your praise. Come on, that's good. They were in prison and they were singing praise. Yeah. They were singing hymns to God. They were going with thanksgiving in their heart. Where all other people that I know, if they were put into their prison cell, would be on their knees going, God, please get me out of here. God, what is happening? And some people would even go down the far route and go, why did this happen to me, God? I'm innocent. Why would you let this happen to me? What happened to me? 
Why, God, why? But instead, they were not affected by their surroundings. Instead, they let their praise affect their surroundings. And you can get that in your spirit and know that you can be affected by your situation or you can affect your situation. And that is a prison mentality from Paul and Silas to understand that God is deserving of worship in every circumstance. He is not only worthy because he's provided something for you in that given moment. He is worthy because he is worthy. That is the it. He is the end all be all. Don't be God's fair weather friend. Don't come around when it's good and leave when he's not blessing you. Don't pray for miracle after miracle and then leave when he's not doing them for you. Don't get in your prison cell and give up on God because you will miss out on your miracle by not understanding that your praise affects your situation and it shouldn't be the other way around. Faith is your belief in God the provider, not your belief in his blessings. Faith is belief in a provider. Whether or not he gives you the blessing you think you need does not change whether or not he is the provider. God is always the provider no matter what he is providing you with. He may provide you with a situation like this where you can be a part of a miracle. Or he may prevent you from getting in that situation. It's not up to you what God does. You just have to know he's a provider and have faith in that. Also, don't build your faith around holding God at ransom. Don't have the type of faith that says, God, if you would just do this for me, I'll come back to your kingdom. If you would just give me this job, I'll come to church. If I just had a little bit more money, I'll give you tithes and offering, God. If I just had the right singing voice, I would sing at church. If I just had a certain gift, I would attend. If I just had my life set up just the right way, God, I would do everything for you. That is a wrong way to build your faith. Instead, build your faith like Paul and Silas, where no matter what is happening to you, no matter what the earth does to affect you, you are not affected in your faith. You are not holding God at ransom. You are using God against the world. When they had an opportunity to say that they were going to give up on God, what they did instead is they weaponized their faith. They weaponized their praise. They rep weaponized their, their thanksgiving of God. And guess what happened? They got the miracle they didn't even ask for. That can change your whole entire situation. Just understanding, I should praise God right now. The next time you find yourself in a situation where you're feeling down or you got some bad news, that's a pretty good time to praise God. That's a very good time to praise him. If you say to God, I don't care what the doctor's report says, I'm thanking you anyways. I don't care what my bank account says, I'm thanking you anyways. You are showing him without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what he does, you understand that he is on the throne. The next thing you can learn from Paul and Silas, which is something that touches me most of all in this story, is when they got out and they had the opportunity, they were bound and chained and their chains were broken and then the doors were open. They had every opportunity to run and leave. They had their miracle. But they understood that your calling is more important than your miracle. They took the opportunity to save the jailer. To bring him to God, rather than flee, rather than leave, they said, this is someone who needs to be ministered to. And they took the opportunity to risk their miracle for their calling. That is the second prison mentality you need to have. Your calling is always more important than your miracle. You may have to risk 
your miracle to fulfill your calling. Your, your miracle may be the only way you fulfill your calling. And if you want to live a life of God, you need to live a life that is full of calling. Every Christian in the world who has offered two options in life should choose calling. I could offer you a world full of blessings every day and miracles every day. Or I could say to you, would you rather live over here in your calling? Every single Christian should live in their calling at the behest of those miracles. And that is what Paul and Silas understood. Instead of fleeing the prison. Instead of running out, instead of getting the freedom they deserved, they gave the jailer the praise of God and filled him with the love of God that he deserved. He deserved that love. They knew that their freedom and what they deserved as far as freedom goes didn't matter as much as how much that man deserved to know the Father. Our duty is to serve God, not to be served by him. God is on the throne for a reason. He should be there, ruling, leading, taking charge, being the king of kings. We do the work. We do the dirty work. We get our hands dirty. And then God shows up and he does things like break prison walls down. We can't do that. But what we can do is our calling. And we can bring people to God and save their souls by merely understanding our life is not about us. It is about the Father. And every person we know is someone we should want to have a relationship with him. That coworker you can't stand, you should want them to know God. That presidential candidate that you think is going to ruin the country, you should want them to know God in a way that touches them. That musical artist that you think is just so disgusting and vile and you can't stand their music, you should want God to be in their heart and in their soul. Every single human being on this planet is deserving of God's love, is deserving of knowing him. And Paul and Silas understood that so much to the degree that they were willing to risk their freedom. It was a very real possibility that they could have been rejailed and then blamed for what happened, beaten further, maybe even put on trial, and maybe even crucified for what happened. They risked a lot to fulfill their calling. You have to do the same. You may have to use and risk your, your miracle to fulfill your calling. That financial gift you've been given that feels like a miracle, you may have to reinvest that to start your ministry. Your healing of, of your body may be the way God has you have an opportunity to get you into your ministry. There is opportunity for you, and sometimes that opportunity is using God's miracle that you thought was for you, but really and truly, it was for the jailer in your life. Paul and Silas, to me, the story of Paul and Silas, the jail breaking down, that's a powerful story. And I think that the jailer is just as much a part of that story. God broke those cells down just as much for that jailer because that he knew would be an opportunity for him to see his mighty power at work. Your miracle may be for your family member. It may be for someone else in your life. You may get financial healing and that may be the miracle someone else in your life needs. You may get up and out of the doctor's office and go with a healed body and that may be the thing that changes people's belief in God in your life. Your miracle it's not only yours. It can change the surroundings around you and thus the people around you. And this story tells you over and over again that miracles are the most effective way to reach the lost. When you can't explain what happened, 
When you have no way to scientifically explain why you're feeling better. When coincidence just does not make enough sense for how good your situation is, that will show the lost there has got to be something else at work here. No doctor could have done that. There is no circumstance that changes just randomly like that. Your miracle is an extremely effective way to reach the lost. Paul and Silas had that prison mentality. They knew, oh, he needs God. They could see him trembling. They could see his fear. And instead of capitalizing on it, instead of rushing him like some other people would do, they said, here is my chance to show this man how good my God is. He has been in this jail pushing his power on other people. He has been the, the weapon of the warden, the weapon of the magistrates. But now I'm going to show him just how big my God is and how much power I have at my disposal. And instead of leaving that man behind, they brought him along for their journey and they brought him to the Lord. Sacrifice your miracle for your calling. That is the second piece of this puzzle. And the final piece of the puzzle for you to understand what a true biblical prison mentality is, is to understand that miracles don't have to make sense. And as a matter of fact, they never do. That's why they're miracles. The miraculous is not easily defined. It's not predicted. You can't quantify it. You can't plan for it. That's why it's a miracle. If you could quantify it and plan for it and understand it, it would just be something that happened. The miraculous will change your life in ways you would not be able to be prepared for. And you need to know this because you need to understand that your situation isn't affected by you. It's the power of God within you. And because it's the power of God within you, it doesn't have to make sense. You don't have to put the numbers together and make the bills work the right way. The doctor's report that says you've got four years to live may give you another 15, 20 years. And they may understand that everybody else in this circumstance has passed before five years. But Brother Larry is doing good. It's been 15 years and I don't understand it. Your miracle doesn't need to make sense for you to believe in it. And no matter how difficult your situation and how difficult your circumstance gets, you have to trust that a miracle can happen. The reason you need to understand miracles don't make sense most of all is so that you understand at any time in your life, a miracle can happen right then and there. Never lose faith. Never lose hope. There is never a situation that God can't change. There is never a prison that he can't break down. There is never chains he can't break. There is never bindings that are too tight for him. There is not a key that he doesn't, there's not a lock he doesn't have a key for. God is in control. And when you think that things have gotten so bad he can't possibly fix them, check your faith because miracles say this, God can do anything that he wants to do. And your faith, your willingness to believe in that can change that. Your miracle may be unlocked by your obedience, your, pay, your praise, and your patience. You may have to wait for your miracle. You may have to praise God through your circumstance. You may have to be obedient and sacrifice your miracle. But guess what? Your miracle is around the corner as long as you just do this. Believe that it can happen at any time. Once you lose faith, you lose hope. Once you lose hope, you start acting like the world. And once you start acting like the world, you get far away from God. And once you're far away from God, you are only stuck with your problems. Get yourself the prison mentality that says, I know God can change this situation. Yeah, Do you know why they were praising him? 
Because he's worthy. Do you know why they were singing songs to him? Because he's deserving. Do you know why that changed their situation? Because God appreciates that type of faith. God is challenged by that type of faith. He hears those praises and those hymns in the middle of storms and he says, Oh, I'm going to change something for those people. I'm going to change something for those people. I got 800 million people on this side of my life telling me that I'm doing something wrong in their life. But look at these people over here praising me. Look at these people over here saying I'm a good God no matter what their circumstance is. I'm going to let them be a part of a miracle. It is never hopeless, no matter how tight your chains are. So if you've been locked away in your situation, your family might have a circumstance you're going through. You might have uh, uh, financial issues or marital problems or physical issues. They may be so tight around you that you feel hopeless. Don't lose faith. Your prison can be shaken. Your prison can be broken down. The chains that are around you can be shackled away. They can be put away. The things that have been put in your life can be taken away from your life. There is nothing that God can't do. There is nothing he is not big enough to change. There is no prison he can't get you out of. So if you are stuck in a prison today, follow the prison mentality of Paul and Silas and praise him anyways. Get good at praising God when your situation sucks. And understand that when your miracle happens, it's not about you yet. It's not only about you. Praise God for the miracle he gives you. When the walls fall and you have your freedom, take a moment to look at how big he is and set in all of him. And then hone in and say, God, what do I do now? Don't just run away with your miracle. Share it with the world. And then you go show the world that my situation didn't make sense because miracles don't make sense. Because my God is not fulfilled just by your brain. He's bigger than you. He's bigger than me. And that's why I trust in him. That's why I believe in him. You want an effective way to reach the world? Let a miracle happen in your life and share it with them. They won't have any understanding of it, but they'll get something in their spirit that's woken up by that. They'll say, well, I don't understand it. There's something. And they'll start to challenge them. And little by little, their spirit will change until they're awoken in God and they become like that jailer. And they're so blessed and so filled with joy that you had the opportunity to fill them with the love of God instead of challenging them. That boss that puts you in a situation that's taking your hours away, the world that feels like you're getting screwed by because the gas prices are up too high, the rent's too high, insurance is hard to come by, the medical system here isn't the best, there's all these sorts of problems. That situation, God can make a miracle happen in it and you don't need to be bitter about it, you need to change it and show them how good God is. Thank you so much today. I want to thank God so very much today. I want to show him in my circumstance, in my praise, and I want us all to do it together. I want to end this sermon with a prayer that I feel like Paul and Silas would be proud of. I want to end this with a prayer that says to God, I don't care what my, my situation is or my circumstance is. I'm ready to praise you. So Father God in heaven, thank you so much. Despite my situation, God, you have been good to me. In spite of my circumstance, you're worthy of my praise, God. You can stop blessing me today, and I would still owe you for every other day I've been alive, God. You are so big and so powerful. And I'm so blessed to know that no matter what prison my life is put inside of, you can break it down. And God, when, when the waters get a little murky, I hope you know that within those waters lies my faith. And I'm not going to let my faith die, God. I believe in you no matter what the world says I should. I know you can make miracles happen. 
I know you can change my circumstance. I know, God, that you're deserving. I see that you're on the throne, God. And as big as I want myself to be, and as much of an impact I want to have on other people's life, I understand when I sit by your throne how small I really am. That I'm, I'm just your son. And while that's powerful, God, you're the father. I have you within me, God, but you are you. You are the circumstance changer. You are the prison breaker. You are the chain changer, God. I'm so proud to be your son. And I'm so blessed by you. I don't even know what my situation was anymore. Because when I came here to praise you and I visualized your throne, my circumstance was left behind. Because things get good when I'm near you. So I just want to stay near you, God. I just want to be right with you. And as I fail and falter, I'm never going to fall backwards, God. I'm always falling forwards trying to get to you. And I may go through bumps in the road, God, but I'm still driving towards you. Thank you, Father God, so much. You haven't broken my prison walls yet, God. But I know it's coming. And when it does, it'll be a powerful ministry tool in my life. And I will use my miracle not to feel good. Not to feel like I was a part of something. But no, God, I'll use my miracle to show other people just how big you are. My miracle is your calling card. My miracle is your example. My miracle is your ministry. So God, I even have the faith now to say, put me in another prison and break it down. Put me through another circumstance, God, and break that down too. I am a willing vessel. Because like Paul and Silas, I understand the biblical prison mentality. That I can change the world by praising you through my storms. Thank you, Father God. I love you guys. At this time, I think we should have some more praise. And in this service with a last round of praise for God. Thank you, Jesus. And on your way out, we'll have the Thank offering you, bucket. Jesus. And you can give God your offering. You can give God your tithes. But right now, let's give Thank him you, our Jesus. praise.